can't be that bad, oh, it 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 can't be that bad. I love this, like, Bond villain thing you have going on here, sitting calmly with, like, a small dog on it's your lap. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's really, it's, I love it. I feel restricted. Oh. I know, he's so cute. Oh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. My name is Alejandro. My name is Christian. And that's all we have in here today. Yeah, that's, uh, it's usually, we have Somebody Alan in here, here yeah. A guest. Or, or Jules or something. Or... But it's just us two. I thought it was quiet. Yeah, well, but I'm Stevie. not mad at it. It's, a, it's nice to... Nice to be reunited with you, my friend. And we're tackling this movie that is a, a favorite of yours. I just think, didn't the judge say in order for us to hang out, we have to have somebody here watching? <laughs> so we don't break out into a fist fight? <laughs> <laughs> just afraid if my parole officer hears, it may not be as good as you think. Um, um, my Dude. name is Alejandro. Yes, yes. And my name is Christian. Like, and this is a movie that we have been talking about since the creation of ICBTB. That is true. Dude, yeah, you did bring this up like way early on into the podcast because this is basically what this is about. It's one of my favorite movies. And it's so funny. It's so witty and quick and like it's hard for me to tell what was written and what was like ad-libbed. The, yeah, cuz you can kind of tell sometimes when they're like kind of breaking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um Yes, cuz it like cuts away real fast because it's one of those like things that Judd Apatow does with his actors just like, "All right, keep saying the damn thing until yeah. we find like the perfect joke," right? And we see at the end of the movie, right before the credits roll, all of their different takes. Uh, yes, and I love comedy movies that do this. It's fun. It was, uh, and uh, Will Gluck, the director, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first directorial debut. Really, this was his first one. First feature film. And you were telling me earlier that he has like a bunch of stuff out there that we all know. Uh, about five things out there. Um, well, let's stop blue balling him. Yeah, and let's let's get into it. We watched a movie called Fired Up. Yep. Fired up the cheerleading movie gone all astray. I forgot about this movie. I love this movie so much. Me and my brother watch this movie a billion times. I have the DVD in my room. I fucking love this movie so much. Well, there's so many memorable lines. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And there's so many quick little lines. Like even today while I was watching it, I was laughing because there's little things that you like, you you kind of miss or you forget or you kind of, it's like a Robin Williams stand up, you know? Yeah. I, mean? I heard this joke this time mm-hmm. and then I heard that joke that time. There's some small things in here that you could miss. And some big things. Yeah. Um, why don't we jump right into it? Uh, Fired Up was released in the year 2009. It was rated PG-13, which may or may not have been a mistake, mm. uh, and has a runtime of one hour, 30 minutes, or 90 minutes. The perfect amount for a teenage yeah. stupid sex comedy like this. Um, um, you look kind of offended. You know it's a stupid teenage sex oh, comedy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just staying still because, I've, like I said, I have a dog on my lap right now. I feel very restricted. I can't move. Too much. Move as much as you want. Let the dog figure it out. Yeah, dude. These thighs are lumpy. It's gonna have such a difficult time if I keep moving around. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's his it's his benefit to be on your lap. I guess so, but huh? I'm so nice and I love this dog so much. Not one dog in this movie, huh? <laughs> Not that dogs should be in sex comedies. I do think there should be a dog in every movie, though. That's a yeah. fun rule. There should have been a dog cheerleader in this movie. No, or there was a dog mascot. Oh, so there is kind of a dog in this movie. <laughs> there was a bulldog mascot. Thank Good you, catch. sir. Thank you. Like I said, I've watched this a million times. Fired Up uh, has a rating of 6.1 out of 10 on the International Movie Database, or as we like to call it, IMDb. Interesting. Because they do little, big, big, little. Oh, that's true. 
uh, 24% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. I did want to just read this quick quote um, from Rotten Tomatoes about this film uh, just to see how you feel about it, Christian. It says, though not as raunchy or juvenile as the average teen comedy, Fired Up is also not as funny. That's fucked up. <laughs> this is a, I think critics, depending on the critic, if you're an asshole critic like that, gotta understand what the movie is. We've said it before. This was supposed to be just a raunchy sex comedy. I don't even really think it's that raunchy. No. I mean, yes, it's all about guys trying to get laid. There's a lot of morals and values that you learn in this movie, though. But it does actually seem like they're just trying to make out with girls. That's it. Yeah. They're the, gentlemen. The most, well, the yeah, most right. like graphic thing is like the, the bead bracelet that, that, will, that he has later. Yeah, that's a little gross. I mean, like that and the quote unquote skinny dipping, it's still- But they're not even- Skinny, Skinny dipping. dipping, yeah. They're, although somehow they did end up naked. Yeah, because oh, the girls they ended lost up their wanting. underwear. That's right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Synapses coming at you. Right at you. High school football stars Sean Colfax and Nick Brady are dreading another summer at football camp. Then Nick hatches a brilliant scheme to enroll at cheerleading camp instead. Soon the pair are surrounded by beautiful girls, but the boys may have to revise their playbook when Sean falls for Carly. The head cheerleader who sees right through the guy's pants. Scheme. Guy's scheme. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, directed by Will Gluck. It had a budget of $20 million. Hmm. Fairly, uh, yeah, I mean. Makes, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, for yeah. a 2009 comedy. 2009 comedy. It's not like they had like a lot of CGI or anything. No, you know I mean? no, not at all. I think they probably paid most of the money in choreography. Probably and that, and just like actors, because there was like a good cast list, a decent cast list. None of them, I think, are making more than half. No, not a crazy amount. No. Uh, how much do you think it made? Um, so it spent $20 million. I think it made probably, I'm going to say $60 million. I think it was like a, a, a success. Yeah. Because people knew that this was going to be like a farce, like... Uh, Bring It On was less than a decade ago. I think Bring It On with uh, I Kirsten think that was, The first one may have been 99 yeah, either 99 or like 2000, so like within that range. And so it's still fairly popular, still fairly recent. I think people wanted to see this because it was just like a funnier, raunchier version of that. So yeah, 60 mil. It made $18.5 million. Oh, shit, it didn't make its money back? No. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even in syndication it was able to do it. Um, um, but you know what? Hey, titties float. That's a weird... That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> like, I'm, I wonder whose titties those are and uh, what's up with gravity? <laughs> um, um so we had said earlier that we're both like these gentlemen yeah you say a lot that i'm like eco i like to call him eco you like yeah. to call him eric christian olsen i like to say the full name you know he has a full name for a reason uh, he, he sounds like a sir you know he does seem like of... he should be a knight yeah he should have been knighted along with ian mckellen um i <laughs> ian mckellen is knighted <laughs> um um i do like eric christian olsen in like every role he does, whether it's Beer Fest or mm -hmm. NCIS or Fired Up, like he is just so funny and has such great comedic yeah. timing. Uh, it's uh, I, what I think it is is that it doesn't seem like he's trying. He knows he's funny. He is funny, and I uh, read in something that he didn't really have to do much research for this role because it just reminded him of his 22 year old self, <laughs> just kind of like this douchey guy that just wanted to get girls. You know, so I, I imagine that there's not much research to do for this kind of movie. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis could do this film and 
I don't think you'd be doing too much work on it, bro. But you know Daniel Day-Lewis would go into the nitty-gritty. He'd, he'd have, like, pigtails on and, like, be, mm-hmm. like, at the Disney World cheerleading competition and be like, I got this. It would be, honestly, a fantastic movie to see Daniel Day-Lewis get thrown up in the air. He'd be a base. Come on. Let's be real here. I don't know how uh, Nicholas DeGasto, or as he's called in this movie. Sean. Sean. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he became a flyer. No, I don't know. Maybe. Well, no. Let's take it. I don't know how tall these men are, and I. You've said before. Let's not let's not ask these questions. But we're here already. If you're petite enough, which they're kind of like skinny, they're like he's they're starting football players. You're right. They're kind of meaty. Doesn't matter how petite they are. They're yoked, dude. We yeah. see them. Yeah, see we see them, them shirtless, dude. They're buff. Yeah. Oh, that scene's really funny. I can't wait till um, we get there. When, so when they open up, we immediately know that they're making out with two random chicks, and then their dads come home, and one of those chicks being the girl from Twenty Two Jump Street. Ice Cube's daughter. Oh, yeah. the one that's with Sean. Yes, the yes, one that's with yes, Sean. Yes, yes, and I love their like dichotomy of him being like, uh, uh, of, I, I guess Nick or yes. uh, Eco. Uh, Nick is like, I think I, I think I love you, and then uh, Sean's like, <laughs> what a fool. He falls all the time, but not like me. <laughs> I've been hurt. <laughs> They have some tag team thing going on. They're, they have like a mental connection that is, they, they, how are they not twins? Their chemistry is really good. And like the writing for their characters also very good because there's, they have quick back and forth where they both at the same time contrast each other. Like where obviously Eric Christian Olsen's a little douchier and Sean is like, you know, he knows he's a ladies man, but he's not that bad. I was going to say, I think Eric Christian Olsen doesn't care to, doesn't care if he shows it. Uh, you know, Sean's a little bit smarter about how to, because like, That's I never right. felt he was genuine when they go back to school the next day yes. and that girl's asking him about whatever test she has going on, whatever science mm, test she has going on. You're right. Like it didn't, I, you know what it is? This movie, his character arc is so deep <laughs> that I've forgotten how Sean is at the beginning of the movie, that he's actually worse than Eric Christian Olsen because he's lying about it. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Nick is actually just wearing it on his sleeve. He, and, and. Sean's not just hiding it, but he's also assisting in Nick's deplorability. Yeah. Right? Nick doesn't even remember these girls' names. He says that's right. 30 days after he has sex with them or makes out with them. I'm not really sure what he does with these women. Yeah. Um, he, like, dumps the name from his brain. He says there's too many names. He, he needs to make more room in his brain for new names. He's like, I don't think that's how it works. He's like, I think that's how it works. You should talk to the IT guy about it, though. <laughs> you don't think it's right. They say there's 3,000 students at that school. That's huge. That, that's a large school. Because we have had about a thousand that spanned four grades, yeah. So they tripled ours, and so they're making rounds with these girls. I don't know how many women go to their school, but it has to be a lot. And do rumors not spread? I guess not. You think? And like, do STIs not spread there either? Because if they're banging that many girls, well, one of them had to go to a clinic. But here's my question: Ah, that's true. Is it a health clinic or a smushmorshin clinic? Oh, oh no, that's that's gonna make this real deep. It's PG thirteen, right? I'm but assuming. in two thousand nine, I bet you they would have made that joke. They do say retarded. They say a lot of out-of-pocket stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, there are uh, glimpses of, I can't call it homophobia. Homophobia is just a little too dark and deep for this. But yeah, because it wasn't like they were, but it, it is on, like, its lightest level. Yes. Right? Because, you're right, it's hard to find a word because. They're making a caricature of it, of anyone that's, like, yeah. that's even bad, right? So even They're making to a caricature extent. of the person who is gro- who is weirded out. Yes. By home, like he, he, Eric Christian Olsen's character. Yeah. Multiple times says he's so, so, so straight that he can't be gay. Yeah. But then like, but, and 
Why, I don't know. Why right. are we struggling so hard to... You know, I don't know. Because times have changed. It's not as bad and as uh, outdated as Not Another Teen Movie was <laughs> with all of these those bad jokes. Uh, this one, they frame it in such a... Uh, in such a way where they're not saying it's a bad thing, but it's still not as common. I think what it is, here it is. I got it. The joke isn't on the gay guy. Hmm. The joke is on the stupidity of the straight guy. Eric yes. So th- I think they did it gracefully. And then not only that, but then they let that guy punch the douchebag in the face at the end of the movie. Yes. So, uh, you know, they kind of give, not like he needed anything to redeem him, but <laughs> he like also gives like a random redeeming point at the end of the movie for some reason. I like how we're, we're like treading like thin eyes as we're trying to, it's okay. It's this like, is why we need somebody in here to tell us to be like, guys, come on, move it along. No one gives a shit. No one, no one cares. Um, so football season, it's spring football. Yes. Which is interesting that they do spring football fully in pads and with a crowd, because as far as I'm concerned, you're not supposed to do spring football in pads. I think that's against the rules. Um, um, <laughs> and they decide that they don't want to go to Texas for summer camp. Yeah. Instead, they're going to go to cheerleading camp. Yeah, because they don't want to spend two weeks or so two weeks away in, from girls. Not just away from girls, but in San Antonio. Yes. Because it was originally supposed to be in Daytona, mm-hmm. where they could probably still get some play. Yeah. But in San Antonio, they want no action. Nothing at all. So, I like how they make the joke that the football players are just stupid meatheads. Like the two, the, the fat the white linemen. guy and uh-huh. the, the, the other black guy. They're just dumb. One, one of them catches fire <laughs> and like the other guy pushes him into the I'm water. A hero. Yeah. <laughs> all the like little uh, ad libs during the B roll or whatever. Yep, yep, like the ADR the back- lines. Yes. Really funny. Where those could be easily cheesy, but it worked in this movie. They're still cheesy, but they are really they are really funny. Yeah, uh, and I do like that when they discover cheerleading camp. Mm-hmm. It's at the lake, and they're like just slamming rocks with their golf clubs into the lake. But they didn't bring a golf bag with them. No, where did they get those golf clubs from? I don't know. Whoever threw that event just brought random golf clubs. Or they brought random golf clubs. Something happened. And I... who collected all those rocks? Right. They didn't show us the important scenes like them collecting these rocks. I want to see that PA just being like, I fucking hate this <laughs> The fucking, the continuity. We're just going to like rip apart the continuity in this movie. <laughs> Not even get past the party scene. <laughs> um, I, and then we get introduced to, I believe it's. Who, Carly? Nick's sister. Oh, Polly. Yes. Poppy, Poppy. Poppy. Yes. Funny name for a little sister who has like an earpiece on, meaning that she's all business. She's like the Bluetooth, like, hey, hey, what you got? You know, it's a thing. What's she's going from on? That's, I think she's from That's So Raven. Yes, she's from That's So Raven as like one of like the child actors there, which is why I knew her as this mm, snarky girl. I had no idea who she is. I love her in this role. Yes. She's fucking hilarious. Really quick, really funny, saying that, yes, I could get you into cheerleading camp if I could have your room. And then, and also, it's like, um, we can't go ask them to let you on the cheerleading camp. We have to show them. That you can do these things, and then they'll ask you yes. to be able to get. And so they do the whole like, um, there's a frisbee stuck in the tree, and they they like catch like, oh that stuff that was just us like helping our sister get a frisbee out of the tree. Timed it perfectly so that the cheerleading squad minus Carly walk into them and say like, we need guys on our team, and then they backflip away. Yeah, <laughs> already these guys. Okay. I don't know one football player that could backflip that many times. Like, as much as we said that, yes, they're probably fit and they're median. Well, you know what? What? There there were some NFL receivers who would do backflips after they scored. And their receiver quarterback duo, I would assume them, would be the most capable of it. Okay, Yeah, you're right. You you're know right. what I mean? Depending on your position. But um, that being said, I can't do a backflip. Ah, uh, we should practice one time and try to do it like them. I would love to learn how to do a backflip. I'll fucking break my neck before I learn how to do one. Rob could teach us. 
Yes. Shout out to Rob Glassell. Check out his episode. Um, um, Real quick, I think this movie is actually way deeper than it is because they show us why they're so... Uh, why they're they have agility and why they're so fast and strong outside of football because they have practice of escaping these girls' fathers, is which is what we see. It's like a preface, and they have like plans of like how to like escape houses where the fathers have infiltrated. That part, I, I sometimes I watch that scene and I love it. Sometimes I watch that scene and I hate it, right? Because sometimes I love the fact that they just like have these little like schemes and plans already in play, yeah. But then I hate sometimes when I watch it because it'll be like they're doing like football plays, right? They're doing the like dog leg kitty cat right left go, right? Yeah. They're doing the clap and everything, but it's like those words don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like what are you talking about? Well, like, they can't use actual plays. Why not? Nobody's of hearing them. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. We're breaking it down way too much. That, I'm just saying that's why. Like <laughs> sometimes I love it because it's really like quick and witty, and then other times I watch it, I'm just like, so do they like sit around and just be like, so dog leg kitty cat right like that's gonna be when you jump over the fence? I wish there was at least one scene where they had blueprints out. Or they had like actual like uh what do you call it when you make football plays? A playbook? Yeah, a playbook. But it's like if we get into a couch bedroom scenario. Yeah. And if the window is on the northeast and there's a roof right under it, then you can jump. If it Roll went to down that- into the car, I'll jump out the back, throw you the keys in between my legs, you catch it with one hand. I'll finger bang the daughter and then I'll run off as the dad is watching. <laughs> one complaint I do have about um this movie is that there weren't enough boobs sorry dogs uh there there weren't enough dogs you're right there were not enough dogs dogs in this movie as we said earlier there's no dogs in this home at all um no there's uh very very 2009 lack of diversity in uh the cheerleaders all of them too skinny in my opinion and like I think I think we're going into the thick scene now that we're like in 2020 2021 right yes that's what they tell me I think um it, yes, that is very funny. That being said, though, all the guy cheerleaders in their dorm, that's the most diverse this movie gets. Yes. There's like one black guy in there. There's a gay dude. A black guy that is in a monogamous relationship and is all about cheerleading. Uh, and like very Christian. You see him leading a prayer later yes, on Yes, he's film. very Christian. Uh-huh. Um, yes, the gay guy, uh, Brewster. Brewster, who we don't know is gay until later. Spoilers. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference, actually. <laughs> no, guys. that's Downey. Brewster's the flamboyant gay one. That you right. know right from the get is Bruce gay. is the one who's like, great, girl. Yes, he's fantastic. He was in Rules of Engagement. He played David Spade's like assistant. Not, oh, you're right. And he was like older by that point. So it's funny to see him play like this kind of like funny, like, ooh. Yes. And then like all his other later characters were like, I'm, I'm like a nerd now. You know like, what I mean? Yes, it's much more low key. Yeah. And then Downey is the, uh, uh, I've read it online, these characters. He's, they uh, describe him as the straight gay. Yes. The gay guy that doesn't display any gay mannerisms. And there's also a fifth roommate. Who's the fifth? The mascot. The mascot that is not allowed. Okay, how come these mascots can't remove their costumes? They're like they like they said in one throwaway line, they're very into character. <laughs> <laughs> they justify um, it with one line and that's it. I would burn up. And no one asked questions after that. As a two-time mascot, I never spoke when I had the head on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You were very much into character. I never spoke when I had the mask on. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Um, Carly, the head cheerleader of the Tigers. I like her. Do you know where she's from? I only know her from this movie. Disturbia. Oh, the Shia I, LaBeouf movie. Yes. Shia LaBeouf. She's the sexy neighbor that they see across the street and she comes over. Huh. No wonder I, I really liked her. And I was like, where the hell are you from? And it was from that movie. Where are you from? Nova Scotia? <laughs> 
I hated the bus ride scene though, as they were going Lee, to the camp. I driving. We we I driving. Sorry, she would at that point. I think I would not even have a chance of liking her if she was that. We are eating. We we yes. are eating. We are driving again. We are driving. Like, okay, we get it. I love it. But I like the cutesy moments, like when they hit the speed bumps and Carly <laughs> lands on. She lands on him. Twice. And the second time, her fingers land in his mouth. <laughs> Impossible. That means the stars have to align where my mouth is open. Why am I projecting and like I'm him? That his mouth is open. Because that's you. That you're. <laughs> I'm Sean. And I'm Nick. That's right. Okay, yes, that's never happened to me. I feel like if some girl landed on my lap and her fingers were in my mouth, she would be scared that I would eat her fingers. Well, you know, people bite fingers off. It's easier. To, it's just as easy to bite a finger as it is to bite a carrot. You know, real quick, I bit a kid in first grade. My first, I've never been in a fight, but in my first physical altercation, I bit a kid. Not good. Where did you bite him? His forearm. Did you like grab his arm and pull it to you, or was he like was he like shoving you up against the wall? I can't remember. I think I went all red. <laughs> I went red, and I think <laughs> went black and just, like a, like a bull seeing like red. <laughs> that was me. People were like, was Christian gnawing on his arm, or was he trying to hurt? Is that fat kid eating the skin of your kid? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen on YouTube, this is Stevie. He's now in frame. Yes, there you go. Um, he's um, a cute Yorkie. He is. Uh, he's got like the distinguished old man face that I love with tiny dogs. Yeah, he's only five years old. He's still a pup. I imagine he likes to smoke a pipe and <laughs> read the newspaper. Like um, anyway, sorry. I, I like when they finally land, and it goes into like this uh, semi-music video thing where yes, all the cheerleaders are uh, stretching, stretching and dancing, a very choreographed. I, I love the thing, and then I love the part where they're like, uh, "Maybe we died and went to heaven." And it's like, <laughs> no, if we did, we would have heard we. Are crashing. We, <laughs> we are crashing. They were able to make that cheesy of a joke land still. And I, that worked because they both said it at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of their uh, lines are written so that they really, they're just yes-anding each other constantly. And they're so, like I said, connected on such a mental level that they're able to not just finish each other's sentences, but like say it at the same time. So good. Almost like it's scripted. <laughs> um, um, so then they get to camp and all the, all the fiasco sites. That's when we're introduced to... Dioria. Uh, Diora. Molly Sims looking like a snack and <laughs> immediately just shutting down Nick because Nick is just hitting on her, of well, course. And she's an adult. She's a married woman who runs the camp. She doesn't have time for some horny little boy in, uh, from high school. Well, we find out later. That she's she got plenty of time. She's yeah. married to ICBTB alum. <laughs> yes. Meaning John that Michael he. Higgins. Always pops up in our movies. And always gets a special nod, shout out. He's a multiple time best person on set award. Yes. Um, John Michael Higgins, we know him from Fred Claus. Yes. Uh, we know him from Pitch Perfect as one yes. of the announcers. He's in Bad Teacher. We didn't do that movie yet, but he's also in that. And he plays about the same role always, but this is the best version of it. Yes. Very enthusiastic, charismatic, and at the same time... Super intense. Very intense. Like when he's talking about the most, um, like the forbidden trick, the fountain of Troy. The fountain of Troy. He's like, let me tell, let me explain to you this way. That move is prohibido. <laughs> I said it in Spanish so that you guys can get it clearly, okay? And then for the rest of the movie, Eric Christian Olsen can't say it. He's like, <laughs> I thought that move was prohibido. One of my favorite lines was him saying that, and you know that that was ad lib. Oh yeah, he must have said that five times until it actually landed. And then, and then it comes back again at the very end, at the end of the movie, when they're doing it and the final cheerleading thing. Yes, John Michael Higgins goes, "I told him that movie was prohibitario. I said it in Spanish. How much more clear could it have been?" <laughs> I, 
every character here has their own little game. Like John Michael Higgins is not even secretly. He's obviously gay. And no, so, he's married to Doria. Oh, uh, yes. Quote unquote. But he's like watching them intensively, like do naked cheerleading when they lose their clothes. I think he's very, I think his game is what he's very passionate about cheerleading. That for sure. Yeah. But he's for sure gay. Come on. I don't know. That's I don't right? think so. I don't have any kind of sexuality from him. Mm. I just kind of get like, this guy's just all about cheerleading. And the post ended, or the credit scene, he finds uh, Eric Christian Olsen after he's hooking up with Diora. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And gets up behind him. <laughs> That's right. That's probably, right. Probably gay. <laughs> but that also, incredible comedic timing for John Michael Higgins. Like, so good. That's, that's so. What a great way to like take that scene and take it the other way. I want to talk about that infamous scene that is the F you. How do you spell fire it up? <laughs> F you. Routing up, riling up the cheerleaders. Yeah. Yes. And then like you see Sean and Nick being like, that's not how you spell fired up. <laughs> he goes, um, he goes uh, fire. when I say fired, you say it up. Fired. Up. Fired. Up. When I say, uh, or when you say fired up, I'll say F you. Fired up. F you. Fired up. F you. What's F you spell? Fired up. <laughs> nope. No, nope. nah, that's not that's not how it no, works. That's <laughs> it's funny when they switch it because obviously Nick and Sean they're supposed to be like the odd characters because they're like the womanizers. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's funny when they're like analyzing this weird environment that is the cheerleader camp. Because well, you know, they are the main characters. They're also the audience in a lot of it, right? Yes. Because they're also experiencing cheer camp for the first time as we are. Yeah, and I'd love that you know throughout the whole thing, uh, Sean is so focused on. Well, maybe because he is becoming a better person. Yes. And Nick has like his little black book where his he's diary. like taking notes. He's or, not, not, no, he does have a diary, but then he also has like his little notebook where he's like, what was her name? Uh, the the brown hair. The one that reminds me of Christmas. Ca- Caroline. Car- Caroline. That's, that's Caroline. That's right. He's writing down all the names of the girls so they could keep track. <laughs> right. And later on, we find out like that he's, he remembers these things about the girls. He was like, oh my gosh. It's like I actually care for these girls like friends she needs to really like be careful with her back handsprings because she's gonna blow out it's just like what what like what are her aspirations like they these girls need aspirations am i becoming a human oh my god i'm becoming a human his arc is great not as well defined as as sean's but still good Mm -hmm. um early on in the camp experience we do meet um carly's boyfriend oh the dr rick Dr. Rick, who is her quote-unquote pre-fiance, and, uh, <laughs> and they're like, Dr. Rick, aren't you just a freshman in college? He's like, uh, yeah, well, why put off the inevitable? What an asshole. And He's <laughs> like, uh, and then every time something happens, like that guy who, uh, when they when the other team practices the Fountain of Troy and that girl gets hurt, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I wish Rick was here. And he's like, why? So he could tell somebody to call 911? <laughs> Or he, or when he looked at his mom, he's like, you should get that checked out. I'd do it myself, but I don't have my bag. Yeah, like your, your, your book bag? Book bag? <laughs> what an asshole. Can you imagine like a freshman in college? Yes. <laughs> Just straight up like pretending they're a doctor already. Also, I love when he pulls up in his Beamer and they're like, whoa, look who won the LPGA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like his friends. His friends are funny. There's that fat black guy. <laughs> that they like smack food out of his hands. <laughs> he says like, well, I'm only with Carly because like we were childhood friends and my parents approve of like her and her parents. So I get all this cool shit like this three series Beamer that I drive your fat ass around. <laughs> the fat guy's like, 
Why do you always got to poke fun at my weight? I'm working you on know, it, I'm man. I'm working on it, man. <laughs> or uh, other, the other thing is like he pulls up Blasting, Mambo Number 5. Such a good song. <laughs> and then the other song that he's like, he's playing Chumba Wumba, and he's like, oh, Chumba Wumba, soundtrack to my life. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck does that even mean, I Rick? get back up. <laughs> <laughs> so Fucking good. Ranger Rick, bro. <laughs> man, what oh, a douchebag. And then I do love, anytime I've ever met somebody named Carly, I do always try to make their names into the... Carly Fries, Carly Horse, Carly Davidson, Carlsbad, California. To some extent, you know that way too well. To some extent, that has to be so annoying. Though. Carly Fries was my favorite. I have a coworker named Carly, and I have called her every uh, Carl's, iteration of Carl's Car- Barkley. I've called her Carl's Barkley. Yeah, Carly Junior. <laughs> yep, yep. I've called her Carly Fries. I've called her. I've called her all of them. Yeah, everything. And she's Carl's. She already knows that she doesn't really like it. She's like, he means it well. <laughs> Does she? Does she really like him, you think? Or do you think she's in it for the same reason that he is? Well, like, just like to break it down on a more serious level, they high Which school, is exactly what we should do for this rom-com. Right. Uh, she's been dating him <laughs> ever since, since she was, she was 15. Like, yeah. And, like, you know how serious you think a high school relationship is, like, yes. and it's hard to get out of it. I, um, not to detract too much, recently discovered a weird Instagram page um, of this like sophomore girl in high school who's going through a breakup with her other sophomore boyfriend they look like children but it's a big deal she's got like five or six posts this is on instagram she's like crying in a couple of them talking about how much she loves the dude and how much like he needs to love himself more like they have like really good but she's got like four thousand followers Whoa. and everybody's just like oh you guys are so cute you guys are like my story and like my dream and stuff i'm like these are kids like this is they can really relate. weird and it's i do think it's a little weird to just put your shit out there on blast like that right they didn't have that in this movie. They kind of like... Uh, Not a single cell phone. No. No. A lack of technology. I think someone had a beeper at one point. Was there a beeper? Was it that age? 2009. Know. There should be cell phones. There should be plenty of cell phones. Right? Um, they also they complain about the food at camp, which is hilarious because I think it's funny that you would think at a cheerleading camp, it's all just like fruits and veggies and like yes. no, nothing special. And then Poppy comes back, the little sister. <laughs> I love her little like whoa 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 no money here whoa wait what is this okay whoa 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 Shawshank yeah. is what she says yeah I don't take any money here she's like go put it back in the sycamore tree outside I'm like but where's the candy check your pockets so funny and like but I, I think my stomach would hurt if all I had for dinner was like three Snickers and like two pastries well and bean sprouts yes yes I'm you're right you're right I did not like any of the food that was available I do there. like how she goes um have you ever had a German sweetheart what? <laughs> like it'll wipe the taste of every candy out of your mouth. A German sweet tart. So specific. Not German chocolate. A German sweet tart. That doesn't make any sense. A sweet tart's such a shitty chalky candy. Yeah, like how can you really fuck it up? Uh, um, when they do decide to leave cheerleading camp. Yeah. Because, and it's and actually it's not until this rewatch that I finally figured this out. Bear with me. Football camp is two weeks long. Yes. Cheerleading camp. Is three weeks long. Yes. I just understood that today. Which is why they have one week to spend at Mookie's house. Yes. <laughs> Which is what I didn't understand. I was like, well, if they're leaving, like, but then I also got confused. I thought maybe the house was at the can. I don't know. I just, it, I never gave it too much thought. You thought of the geography? I couldn't figure it out, dude. <laughs> um, so they decided to leave. But because it's the final week of camp, they're doing the big competition between all the, the schools. Yeah. And they've already been like an, a pivotal part of the team because... You know, they didn't have guys last year, and they're already doing so much better with just these two dudes. And mm-hmm. um, But that's not their problem. Mm-mm. They got what they want, and they're ready to go. Yeah. Well, like, Nick really wants to go, but Sean uh, developed feelings for, 
I, I like that they had to sprinkle in a little of a, a little bit of the romance. Sure, like, of course. Yeah, I, I do like when Sean is like trying to hit on her and he's making up stuff about like the moon, mm-hmm. and he's like talking. He's like, "Oh, the French say that's good luck," and she's like, "The French say eight year olds should drink wine too." And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Just goes right into his next line." It's just like you're such a douche. You're hey, but he grows from it. They do have some quick witty lines sometimes. The right? water battle that they have is really cute. Very cute. Like, oh my gosh, stop. You have like a bee on There's you. There's a bee on you. And Splash is like, wait. So by the time they, they have to go back and get more water. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say. They for sure have to go back. And- <laughs> okay. Guess we got to do it again. All right. We got to spend more time with each other, I guess. Um, They do end up coming back because yes. after spending a week with the dumb boys, they realize how gross it is and how much they actually like it's the cheerleaders. Very funny montage of like events that occurs at Mookie's house. Like one guy just takes his cup of beer, splashes it all over his face. The part that made me gag was when Mookie was like, "You guys want to see something?" Pulls up his shirt. There's like whipped cream that makes a face on his uh, belly, his belly uh-huh. and then he sticks. Is it a Twinkie? I th- like he shoves food into the belly stomach. Made me gag. Um, did you notice that the boys are like cutting vegetables? Yes. And they're like eating healthy food while all the other guys are like drinking beer and shoving Twinkies in there. Small little things that make it that they've grown as people. But then they're watching TV and it's like a bikini commercial. Yes. And Eco's like, uh, oh, look at the pooper on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then what, is it, what do they have to get from the top shelf where they decide to do like a cheerleading move? I think it's just more liquor or something, right? Uh, whatever. It's that, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The point is they're doing cheerleading moves at the football party because they're cheerleaders now. Yeah, it's subconscious. They don't even realize they're doing it. It's secondhand nature. Secondhand lines. Um, um. <laughs> so eventually they realize they made a mistake and they had to come back. This was after Carly got mad because she finds out about the bus tickets. Well, yes, because she, she always knew that they were there to get laid, but she didn't yes. realize that they were going to leave them high and dry to lose the competition. I don't think they ever had sex in this movie. Though. I don't think anybody's having sex in this movie. They're just making out. Yeah. So naked, unless there's like a bad case out. of mono, I think they're good, right? Possibly. Other diseases can be spread. So You're I right. Just, I You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but these girls, they don't even care because there's uh, one of the when they went skinny dipping. One girl was like, "There's 300 girls here and only four straight guys," and so their chances are, like, of course they want to hook up. Let's play a game. What? Who are the four straight guys? So we know who two of them are. Uh, the black guy, the uh, black Christian guy with a girlfriend. The coach. John Michael Higgins. You are contradicting yourself from five minutes ago. I know, but do the girls know that he's gay? <laughs> he has a wife. We know as audience <laughs> members that he's for show gay. I know. Yes. Um, I don't know. Maybe they think uh, straight gay is... <laughs> oh, Downey? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's possible, dude. Um, I do like real quick when he finds out... So he finally puts like Downey's bracelet in his mouth, his anal beads. He's like, uh, oh yeah, Downey gave me these beads. He's like, what beads? <laughs> Give me his bracelet, his bead bracelet. Oh, those are anal beads. First of all, and he's like, why would you put a bracelet in your mouth? <laughs> why would you give me your anal beads? <laughs> no, I, okay, so when he has that flashback <laughs> yes. of the beads in his mouth, they just like have Downey just like photoshopped into the back of every scene, the, in, mm-hmm. including the naked cheerleading scene where he's just also naked walking up into the background looking sad because he wants to join in my favorite part is like when he introduces himself he introduces himself to uh 
to Sean. Oh. And then he introduces himself to Nick. And then it pans down and he's like squeezing his butt and his hand goes like under his shirt. He's like, oh man, <laughs> you're going to love this place. People really gain a lot. People learn a lot and they, they grow. And like you learn a lot about your own cheerleading and stuff. He's like, nice, nice. And what about the chicks? He's like, oh yeah, them too. They get so much better at cheerleading by the time camp is done. Well, the way he described, the way that Downey responded was like, oh yeah, the chick. He makes that little <laughs> yeah. thing with his mouth. Yeah, so, yeah. Their cheerleading also gets a lot better. We're supposed to. Yes. <laughs> Good lines. Oh, my God. Baddies, this movie is... So you, witty. If you haven't seen it yet, what the hell are you doing? If you've seen it and you want to enjoy it again, go on Hulu. It's on there and it's, it's going to be on there for a hilarious. while. Dude. Yes, dude. It is It is one of those like quick-witted films, like I said before, where... You know, you can watch it over and over again, and then you find new jokes that you didn't see last time. Yeah. I mean, John Michael Higgins is playing the same character he did in Pitch Perfect, which is the same character he does, you know, anytime, pretty much ever. Mm -hmm. But this one I do think is his best. Like, it is just the funny. When he's doing his cheerleading routine, like, he's giving it his 100%. Commitment. Even as an aspiring actor, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. That man is 40-something years old, a full-grown man who gets paid, and he's over here going hard. He's going ham on those cheerleading moves. And he did. Did yeah. it good. He, that was good. Even, like, uh, Molly Sims, like, with her turnaround, once he, once she hears uh, the poem written about her from oh. uh, Sean's diary, or Nick's diary. <laughs> yes. Diora, will you ever say I love you? Some shit like that. And then he's like... Um, She's like, when they finally do come back, she's like, I want to, I'll meet you in the room. Bring your, bring your diary. He's like, only if you're riding on the wings of nymphs. And she's like, she's like <laughs> having waterfalls for sure. Don't go chasing waterfalls is what I said. Mm. Um, um, this movie just makes me giggle. Yeah. Giggle and wiggle. Even up to the competition. Like, obviously, like. Even the competition makes me giggle. It's formulaic and, but the way they wrap everything up, it's still so enjoyable. Do we want to talk about the Panthers? Oh, fuck the Panthers. What's the thing? They go like... <laughs> they have resting bitch face. All of them. All of they them all, hate their lives. They all, they're all really mean. And I do also love that the head cheerleader of that team is like, go find me a water bottle. And then they all turn around and walk away. So does that mean she's going to get like 15 water bottles? They all walk like aliens in like yes. a group. Like how they exited the bus when they first get to camp? Yes. All in step. All in line. Oh. Fucking weirdos, bro. Did they win that competition? Yeah, they win every year. Oh, oh the Panthers won. Yes, the yes, Panthers, Panthers yes. win every year. Um, what I also love about this film is we find out that they also get disqualified from the competition. They got they come in last place because they because did, they did a prohibited the, move, the forbidden move. <laughs> they did the one move. It's a common trope. And the, yes, it's a common trope that you would do like the most insane thing and then you win. But no, the truth is like if you did that move, they told you it was illegal. You get disqualified. <laughs> also, my favorite all time favorite line or like. Um, moment is when they're in the middle of the routine and they're talking about how they're going to do the fountain of troy yeah and erica christian also is like hey i know i'm new at this but it seems like we're doing a lot of talking yeah and then the camera cuts to john michael higgins and he just reads up and he goes seems like they're doing a lot of talking i'm pretty sure they got points deducted from that <laughs> it's i just love this idea of like in movies they're always talking during big things all right and then it's like yes what do you mean they're talking in the middle of this cheerleading i wondered that at the beginning of that scene i was just like i don't think it's normal to talk during a performance they 
hilarious. Because you're gonna hear it. You're gonna see it. Or at the least, the crowd is gonna be like, "Are they talking to each other? Like, what's? Are we missing something? Like, should we be listening?" Yeah, because they're like talking in each other's ears and whatnot. They have to be yelling. Music is playing at them. It is impossible to change your set. I don't care what you do to change it. Change your set in the middle of the performance as a team. Change your set to a thing that you've never practiced. They huddled in synchronicity so they could talk about (laughs) the Fountain of Troy. (laughs) All right, guys. Here's what we're gonna do. Yes. The fountain of joy. The fountain. I'll be. I'll catch you. They'll catch me. What? And like I, everybody's listening because at one point they reference the other two girls. I'm like, and they'll catch me. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're listening. Everybody's listening. Only four people are talking. And that move is so intricate. Like Carly has to, at the very what? last part of it, she does a backflip back onto his shoulders. But before she gets there, they lift Sean. Sean, which uh, Sean is, yes. They lift Sean up like a table so she can stand on his chest. Mm-hmm. And then from there, she gets up to his shoulders, mm-hmm. backflips, back Onto to his, his shoulders, shoulders. backflips off of him while he somersaults forward. Yes. It is just, it is a nonsense move. You know, I'm curious as to, obviously not to the level of bring it on, but I wonder like how accurate this is, like very much how uh, drummers will Silly. criticize yeah. drumline, right? Dude, but I, I wonder if any of these moves like were pretty decent. No way. I think that's why we don't see any real cheerleading moves. I think that's You're why right. they make it all make it all up. Speaking of Bring It On, there is that great scene when the whole cheerleading camp is watching Bring It On and repeating and every everybody line. Everybody knows the words. Love it. Love it. The entire movie. <laughs> yep. I was busting up laughing. And then especially when um the the roommate knows all the lines and he's like, "Oh, I would I would love him. I love him. Brewster. I seriously love him." Brewster. <laughs> Is so funny the way he's running. Do you remember when uh, <laughs> Doctor Rick they come back so that they could sabotage Sean oh. and Nick, and uh, they they see Brewster running and they're hey, like, <laughs> you know where we can find uh, Sean and Nick? He's like, oh yeah, they're my roommates. Even before that, I think that he they Brewster thought that they were hitting on him. He was like, <laughs> oh a- wrong corner, boys. You want to go over there at Redwood Street? It's like, oh shit, that's you're a subtle up one. The wrong tree. <laughs> yes, you're barking up the wrong tree. I'm not like that. <laughs> oh my god, he's also um, has a huge dick. Apparently, that's a joke that they make when they go skinny dipping. And he's like, oh, I'm going free. And they're like, none of us are taking our underwear off. Flail, he's like, well, I, flail, yeah. flail. But, um, chopping carrots. I'm no, chopping no, no. carrots. He, he does. Uh, he does. Uh, paint the fence. Paint, paint the, the fence. fence. And then he does. Um, hangman's noose. Hangman's noose. Which is the only move I haven't figured out how to do yet. You gotta make your penis into a pretzel, dude. You just gotta like what? Be- you gotta bend it in certain ways. Pretty sure it's self-explanatory. Hangman's noose. I don't think he's making his dick into a hangman's noose. Well, then what? I think he has a hangman's noose around his dick and he's pulling it because he has like a hand gesture to it. So I imagine he's like, oh, he's pulling it up. Oh, I thought he was turning his thing into a noose. <laughs> I was like, is that long? And then who's who's dumber in this situation? I, don't I think we both so stupid. The fact that we're breaking it down to this no, extent. man, he has an invisible rope from his hand to his dick. <laughs> I think he's it's that. making a dance. And I you're think like, you're right. No, man, he's stretching his dick, <laughs> Mister Fantastic style. <laughs> I hope we're both wrong. Um, but that bitch ass raccoon steals their shorts too because they have Snickers in their pockets. You said you don't trust any animals with posable thumbs. No. Including raccoons? I don't trust raccoons because they dress too flashy for the woods. Uh, real quick, my coworker said that he ran into a raccoon when he was walking hey. with his kids, and the raccoon was walking with its kids. 
<laughs> and they stared at each other. And he says, he says, I kid you not. I saw this raccoon look at me, look at its kids, look back at me, and do this gesture to get its kids to run into the bushes. Like, get the fuck away from this man. Go, 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 go. Come on, kids, come on, kids. These raccoons are smart, man. They're smart. Not smart enough to outwit cotton candy. What? Have you ever seen a, when they give a raccoon cotton candy? Oh, it freaks out, huh? Because they wash all their food. Yes, and then it goes away in the water. Oh, that's a good video. Oh, raccoons. Fuck them. Um, um, best person on set award? It's going to have to go to Eric Christian Olsen, man. That's a great... I'm glad you picked that because mm-hmm. mine's going to be John Michael Higgins. Of course. I knew it was going to be that. Or special shout out to Who? Freedom. To Freedom? Freedom. If, yes. To Freedom in general? Yes, to Freedom. No, Freedom Jones, the writer of this movie. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I don't know the n- name of the writer. I didn't look at the. No, I set that up. That I set that joke up quite a while. So that I can, so I can do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you got me, See, dude. We're like, we're like the guys. We kind of are. I think there's never any dead space in between us because we just fill the space. <laughs> we just talk too fast. And definitely, <laughs> if I forget somebody's name, you'd be right there. Like, uh, Samantha, Samantha. It's Kate. Like Katie. Katie. Kate. Kate. Oh hey, yeah. How you doing? That's what I meant. Kate. <laughs> He's the last letter. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what would you rate this film? This is for me a five out of five. Oh, that's good. This for me is honestly, it's not like Citizen Kane or you know, it's not Shakespearean writing, but it's. It's an, really funny. An ICBTB five. It's not super like dirty. It's a PG thirteen film. You, you know could what I mean? Like show this to your like to your seventh grade and up. I would say that. Yeah, yeah that because makes sense. You have to have some sort of idea of like sports and camp and you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Well, you're stupid. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Just come super high. <laughs> well, you're fucking wrong, then, Christian. <laughs> it's definitely a five out of five, Christian. Oh man, I think it's good. I mean, like, I am really glad we mentioned this. I don't know if we did this on camera or not, but I am really glad that they didn't make a sequel. This seems yes. like the kind of movie where maybe because it didn't make enough money, but I feel like even if it, well, maybe if it made money, they would have made it a fired up too. Yeah, like if this would have been a forty million dollar film. If they would have gotten forty million back, yeah. But it's you said it made eighteen million in. Oh, it, it would. It, it made less than what the budget was. So of course they're not going to greenlight a sequel for something like that. Yeah. But I wonder if they would have made even like twenty one million. But I think this is like popular enough of a title because people know this movie. It's one of those movies that it's if one I of those were to, movies that people if you know it, you know it because you've seen it and you love it. Yes. But if you've never heard of this movie, you've never seen it. Like this is one of those movies you, you wouldn't even know this movie existed. Like if I had a uh, cable still, and if I was just browsing, if I was just surfing channels, this is something that I would stop on for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's like everybody knows, and may, they may not have ever seen, but everybody knows the movie Steel Magnolias. Yes. Right. Um, but not but not everybody has heard of Fired Up. No. So everybody kind of has an idea of what Steel Magnolias is. But if you brought Fired Up to somebody, they're like, I, I've never even... I think people of our generation, people that grew up like in our demographic... People who are going to the movie theaters in 2009? I think that was us, That's dude. exactly us, dude. Right? Yeah, that's exactly... Getting like, dropped off by our parents to watch Fired Up. Seventh grade. Mm-hmm. The senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. The exact group that this movie's made for. It's not a rated R film, so we were able to see it as middle schoolers or exactly. high schoolers. High schoolers. This is what came out yeah, when we were in high school. The director did say he does sometimes wish it was rated R because he's like he could have gone a little bit further with the comedy. Imagine it. So the skinny dipping scene would probably have nudity if it was for rated sure. R. For I sure. think that would be like the only scene with boobs, right? They probably would have upped more of the homophobe gay jokes. Yes, they would like to turn make it, it a little up more a little salacious. Um, more f bombs. A lot more cursing. 
Well, there weren't any F bombs. So we just didn't add. see their butts at all during the naked pom pom scene. So, like, I'm pretty sure they would have added some men butt in there. Oh, that's interesting. We didn't see any man butt. Because they were really good with those pom poms. They were the choreography was on point. They I were, do love how um, Sean has to remind Nick. Yes, he's like, "Hey, man, uh, your flagpole," or he goes, "Your crankshaft," and he like goes, and then he like, yeah. he's like, "Your tailpipe." <laughs> at the end, he jumps on him naked, <laughs> and then and then John Michael Higgins is like. That was the sloppiest routine I've ever seen. Your choreography was off. Your timing was bad. The spacing was horrible. Do it again. Side by side. One, From the top. Two, Parallel three. positions. <laughs> They're like, okay. And that's when Downey, Downey's in the back, supposedly. <laughs> we should learn that cheer. Sure. With let's, clothes on, let's, please. Let's <laughs> be them for Halloween. You just be naked Sean, with pom poms? Yep. Um, I already have a Halloween costume. I'm sorry. I'm actually not in the best shape of my life right now, so I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> for the joke, yes. We'll <laughs> do it. You bitch! My body's not a joke! We'll f- I'll, for the movie poster? For- no, no! Not what I meant. <laughs> for the movie poster, can we at least take a real photo of us topless? No, we could just Photoshop ourselves on the... N- or Photoshop our bodies. No, that's worse. Onto Eric Christian Olsen's face and Nick's face? No. Have their faces on our bodies. No, then whose bodies are those? Our bodies. I get no. I don't want my body out there like that. Okay, use my body for you, and I'll use Arnold Schwarzenegger's body for me. What? Our skin tones don't match. I'm not <laughs> going to talk about this any further. You might match Arnold Schwarzenegger's skin tone a little better, actually. When he was tanning a lot, for sure, for sure. Man, this movie was good. I want to watch more dumb comedy films like this. It's so hard to find one that's like. That is good like this, though, yeah. because it's so easy to find something that's silly and stupid, like what we had originally planned to watch for this week. Yes. That is same same sh- shit. It's difficult. Like this this podcast does like have its difficulties, baddies, with like trying to find the right movie for you guys to review. We ask you guys for some suggestions. And they all suck, so we have to do it ourselves. They're horrible, and we have to do our own research. <sighs> do your own research. I think lately I've been like watching a lot of like – I would call it like a movie sampler, just like a list of five movies and just watching the first 10 minutes and like really getting the feel. This one, like I was in it to win it immediately. Got to risk it to get the biscuit. That's right. Well, what's the other thing he says all the time? Um, These beads taste funny. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, man. This uh, this movie is good, dude. It is good. 2009, I think the O, the Ots had the best um, stupid comedies. Because mm-hmm. it was right when they stopped doing camp and right when they started doing, like, quick wit. What do you mean the aughts? What is that? The 2001, 2002, 2003. Because, you know, like, there's the 10s and the 20s, right? The teens, uh-huh. 2010s yeah. to 2020s. Yeah. There's no, like, 2,000 blanks. Uh-huh. It's, it's just, it's the aughts. Zero, one, zero, two, zero, three. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, gotcha. Never heard it that way, but... Oh. I... Should read Time Magazine. But... <laughs> it's like a weird production. <laughs> you should be reading one of the most outdated magazines in the world. Mm, Time Magazine? Mm-hmm. Okay. 1932's Man of the Year. I should Adolf be Hitler. reading magazines? <laughs> <laughs> Not articles on the internet? There's only one magazine of Time that I like. It's the one where they had the mirror on the front. Uh-huh. So I was Man of the Year. <laughs> they put a mirror on the cover? I like that. You know what? Hey. That's pretty innovative. Well, you're the kind of reason why we have participation trophies, bro. Uh, I for some, I get that. I'll take it, <laughs> dude. Honestly, like I think partition they sh- they should exist. <laughs> I hate you. Honorable hey, mentions. Honorable mentions are different than participation trophies. I guess you're right. For first graders, partition participation trophies should. No, life's hard, and the place to teach kids at is when they're six years old. <laughs> they have. They don't know what's going <laughs> Not on. Not everybody's a winner, kid. <laughs> Do you think you would have done cheerleading? 
If it was Fuck yeah, for, I mean, we this... did Powder Puff. Yes, we watched this that is, recently. This movie's one of the reasons why I wanted to do Powder Puff. Really? Fuck yeah. Because um, I saw this movie and I was like, I could totally be a cheerleader. Were you thrown in the air? No, I was a bass. Ah, uh, it's all about that bass, man. It's okay. Thanks. Yeah. I would say that before that song came out, and then that song came out, and I was like, oh, I guess this has always been around. But... I'm going to sue Megan Trainer. <laughs> No, not like uh, not like I'm gonna sue Chuck Taylor for stealing my shoes. Stop! I hate that bit because I, that is such well, a classic shoe, it. and the fact that you're trying to steal it has this has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> Baddies, uh, we're gonna end it here. Uh, you guys know where to find us. Um, uh, Christian's address is two three eight Channing Square. Yeah, you got that exactly. And Try looking that up and, and my knock on the door. Nine four three Pirate Avenue. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's where you can find us or you can find us on social media oh yeah uh, I'm at call underscore me Jesus uh, you can find me at Christian as asthma you can follow the podcast at ICBTB podcast of course guys check out our website we have some new merch coming out will it be ready by the time this comes out Um, I think it should be yes check it out uh, check, check the website out. regardless check the website out anyways. Yeah. regardless and then in like three days check it again we're gonna have some new splatted teas for you guys yes and also some teas that we got with bleach from Greg yes and <laughs> nasty. And we're still working on some premium content. Yes. For some uh for our OnlyFans. Yeah, basically. Um, um but check us out guys, you know. Uh say hi to Stevie when you see him. Help out the algorithms for this podcast. So subscribe, hit that notification bell, um, follow us wherever you can. Leave comments. I don't care if the comments are gibberish. Let's get the algorithms working because they work against creators like us. Yeah, the only comment we don't want is um promote your stuff on this page. Yes, like big ditties. Because we don't make music, so every time we get that thing where it's like, love the song, bro, you yeah. should promote it on record labels, and it's like uh you i literally posted uh, this one second ago we don't make music only comments that i delete yes yes i try to delete them immediately thank uh, you i would rather have somebody talk shit on our posts yes at least we <laughs> that can build bots. the algorithms it's organic is that a skunk no that's garlic oh my mom's probably cooking yeah similar sense um mm. christian it's yes. been a pleasure it's been a pleasure good sir. um i can say that i'm excited for the next movie we're gonna do Yes. Because we'll be getting into October. Yeah. For those of us who haven't been around for a couple of years in October, we do horror films. I hate horror films. I don't like them at all. And also, apparently this year, we're not doing funny, cool ones. Thanks to the baddies, we're doing like really scary films. Yeah. I think we're at least doing two movies from the Conjuring series. And we're kind of, we're going to do something gory. I think I'm going to put up a poll uh, sometime next week where we're going to... Uh... And you're also going to ask the baddies which... Film to pick. Gonna right? put up a poll. I'm just gonna put up a poll somewhere. <laughs> um, so oh, I love double entendres. I'm gonna make them choose between Saw and Hostel. So good luck, my friend. I know. Fine, I don't like fine. it either. Hey, I don't like it either. I'm I'm 100 committed to the baddies and to the show. I'm that's this is the only reason why I would want to watch them. That being said, how come we're not doing things like Leprechaun or Thanksgiving anymore? I like the funny horror films. Because we outgrew those. Damn it. And people want to watch scary, scary movies. I did now. watch the, I, I think in total, I've watched about 15 minutes of The Conjuring. Yeah. Um, Karen had it on the other day and I got to peek and kind of keep my eye open for just a little bit of it. <laughs> um, we have a, she so sent me scary. a full list in chronological order what we should watch, uh, how we should watch The Conjuring movies. There's like seven of them. So it looks like we're going to be busy in October. We don't have to do all of them for the podcast, but we're going to watch them. The Conjuring is a series, huh? There's a bunch. It starts off with like... It's, it's like an nun. extended universe? Dude. Oh, are you trying to like connect this and make it like a... Are they? Yeah, there's like one... Ex so Annabelle and the nun and La Llorona. So, so like the nun like 
leaves a hammer on the floor and then like three movies later they like pick up that hammer and use it to kill somebody ask karen she's the one that watched all of these i haven't seen all of them no i have to talk to karen no you have to talk to her and find out and she's gonna force you to watch it force me to watch them anyways all right guys all right baddies more films coming up next deeply week deeply appreciate you guys we'll see you guys in october uh we well, love you you'll see us we won't really see you but yeah, yeah you know how it is. send us pics until then i'll be on the radio yeah and until then i'll be at your mom's house stevie okay i'm gonna nice. put stevie downstairs <laughs> nice bro can't be that bad